Hello. Today we're back at Latin 3 again. This day, you are working on unit number 27 in the Collins book. Um, this particular unit is uh, a rather simple one, uh, but an essential one. And I don't think it will involve too much time or effort on your part. Um, although it is expressing or teaching you a very important point of grammar, and that has to do with adjectives. Now let's remember that an adjective is a word that modifies generally a noun or uh, pronoun, and it, remember in Latin, must agree with, its, uh, with what it modifies in number, gender, and case. And Latin does that, of course, through a series of endings. Now, we've had adjectives of the first and second declension and adjectives of the third declension as well. And we know that they each have a separate sort of declensional pattern. Um, today, we're going to learn about the degrees of adjectives. Uh, we all know that adjectives have degrees, although uh, they're not uh, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees, haha, <laughs> little joke. Uh, they are degrees of uh, intensity uh, or some such thing that we might uh, describe as um, being positive, comparative, and superlative. So simply uh, put in English, we can say, uh, I am happy, he is happier, but she is happiest, right? So happy is the positive degree of the adjective, and that's the one that we've learned all along and we've been using. The comparative degree is that which, it, which compares to another, usually uh, two people in the comparison or two groups. Um, he is happier, and that's comparing it to another person. And then the superlative degree usually involves a, some sort of comparison of three or more. She is happiest of all, right? So in English, as we know, we generally form regular comparative and superlative degrees by adding the suffix er for the comparative, happier, and est, happiest for the superlative degree. So Latin has a way of doing this also. And there is another way in English. For the comparative, we can say more happy. He is more happy than I. She is most happy of all. And we can use the comparative and superlative in that way. Uh, that, those would be uh, acceptable translations in English for the Latin comparative and superlatives as well. So in Latin, there are endings, as you can imagine, put on adjectives to make them uh, either a comparative or superlative degree adjective. And those endings are pretty straightforward. They're presented to you uh, in Collins' book on page 232 and 233. And basically the rule is for a regular adjective, you go to the base of that adjective. And remember, you always find the base by going to the genitive, dropping the ending, and there you have the base. And to the base of the adjective, 
you add I-O-R for the masculine and feminine and I-U-S for the neuter. And then that particular adjectival form is declined like a third declension noun or adjective, but it's not an I-stem. It's not like an I-stem adjective or an I a regular third declension adjective, which is an I-stem. It's just declined as an I-stem noun ending. So you see there, let's take a look at an example to make this crystal clear. If we look on page 232 and 233, we see the word beatus aum, very regular word for us. And notice that when we drop the uh, ending and find the base, we have beat, right? B-E-A-T. To that, we add I-O-R for the masculine and feminine and I-U-S for the neuter. And take a look at how it's declined like a third declension, right? Beatior, beatioris, beatiori, beatiorem, beatiore. In the neuter, beatius, beatioris, beatiori, and then Mays Law number one, nominatives and accusative neuters are the same, beatius, and then the ablative beatiore. In the plural, beatiores, neuter, beatiora, beatiorum, beatiorum, beatioribus, beatioribus, beatiores. Notice in Mays Law number two, neuters plural, nominative and accusative, end in A, beatiora, and then beatioribus, beatioribus. So for any adjective, second declension or third declension, to form the comparative degree, this is the suffix that you add. Take a look at the, the uh, third declension adjective, felix, felicis, happy again or blessed, felicior, felicius, felicioris, felicioris, and so on. So uh, that's a pretty straightforward um, formation. And how do we translate that? It means happier or more happy. You can translate it more happy. Now notice in the little box there in the middle of page 233, the note, although comparatives use third declension endings, they are not declined like I-stem nouns. No, they have an E in the ablative. They have only a U-M in the uh, genitive plural, not an I-U-M. And in the neuter, they, have an I, they don't have the I-A ending in the nominative and accusative plural. They just have an A. So that's pretty simple. Now, how do you form the superlative degree? Well, the superlative degree is formed by taking the base of the adjective, again, beat, and adding the suffix isimus aum. Uh, if you know Italian, uh, if you know Spanish, you know that they form their superlative degree in the same way. If you, if you are a musician and you don't know any of these languages, but you know um, markings of dynamics, you know that fortissimo means very strong, right? So you have that issimus ending. Uh, and we see this here in Latin. So we form the superlative. You can see it down there about two-thirds of the way down on the page 233, beatusaum. The superlative is beatissimus aum. And this means happiest or most happy. You can translate it also, most happy. Felix felicissimus aum. 
And that is declined like a bonus outwam adjective of the first declension, us outwam. So you have endings, nominative, uh, masculine, feminine, and neuter, right? All the way through. Now, there's a little footnote. Those few adjectives that end in er, like acher, acris, acre, they form their superlatives not by adding isimus, but by adding rimus. This is a euphonic thing. You know, they, the Romans didn't want to say acerissimus. They liked to say acerimus. And the same goes for adjectives that end in L-I-S, like similis or facilis. Uh, what do we do? Instead of adding isimus there, we add limus aum. So in the little box there, you see similimus or facilimus, most similar, most easy, or easiest. Now, if you know, uh, if you think about it in English, uh, as I said, we form our regular comparative and superlative de degrees in English by adding ER or EST. So happy, happier, happiest. Tall, taller, tallest. Right? But what about many of our most common adjectives? We don't say good, gooder, goodest, do we? If you're a child learning to speak, or when your children are learning to speak, uh, it's amazing how their minds work because they know intuitively that they form the comparative and superlative degree by adding ER and EST. And so they will, in these irregular adjectives, often add that ending and they'll say, this is gooder than that. Uh, not realizing that this is an irregularity. We have to teach them the irregulars. And of course, this is the case in English and as, in, as well in Latin and in most other languages. It's interesting that the, generally many of the most common adjectives in language are irregular. So here on the bottom of page 233 and on the uh, following page 234, you have the most common adjectives that are irregular. And they mirror very closely the irregular ones in English. Um, good, there's one. Bonus, good. You don't say good, gooder, goodest, but you say we say in English good, better, best. And look at Latin, bonus, melior, optimus. Uh, bad, malus, peor, pessimus. And we get a lot of um, uh, derivatives from uh, words like pessimus, right? Pessimist. Uh, great, greater, greatest, magnus, maior, maximus, uh, much, multus, plus, in, in declinable neuter, or plures in the plural, uh, and then plurimus, parvus, small, minor, smaller, minimus, smallest. We say that's a minimal thing, right? Prope, near, proprior, proprior, in the neuter propius, and then proximus, uh, before. Pre is actually not an adjective in that sense. In this particular one, it's a preposition, but it has a comparative and superlative degree adjectival form, prior and primus. And above, superus, which means a high, superior, higher, and then supremus, the highest. So these uh, adjectives uh, are very common, of course, in Latin, 
and you will have to commit to memory those irregular ones, or at least be able to recognize them when they appear in Latin. Um, as I said, you will translate uh, the positive degree as happy, the comparative degree as happier, and then the superlative degree as happy us, happy, sorry, as happiest. Um, uh, I'm thinking in Latin rather than in, uh, in English. So happy, happier, happiest. You can also say for the comparative degree, more happy or too happy, T-O-O, or rather happy. Sometimes you'll see in Latin, this, the comparative degree will uh, be needs to be translated something like uh, he was too happy or he was rather happy, depending on the context. You'll only know that by the context of the sentence. And the superlative degree, you can translate as most happy or very happy. So um, these are, these are uh, the uses uh, of the comparative and superlative degree in Latin. Now, um, when you have, uh, oh, there's a note here, uh, note down in the sort of two-thirds down the way on page 234, um, Occasionally, see the paragraph beginning occasion. Occasionally, the comparative degree is employed where English would prefer the superlative degree. Maior es caritas. Notice that caritas is the, is the noun, and it would say greater is charity. Or, but in the passage, the famous passage we know in Corinthians, the greatest of these is charity. And the Latin there is maior and not maxima. So that's, that's an interesting thing that you see most commonly in ecclesiastical Latin and not much in classical Latin. Now, when we have a comparative degree in any language, English, Latin, or whatever, we normally compare it to someone. So we can say, um, he is taller than she is, right? Than, we use than in English. Peter is happier than John, okay? When we do that in Latin, there's two ways to do it. We can use quam, the adverb, and when that happens, the two things being compared have the same case. So take a look in the middle of uh, page 234. He gives you the example Petrus erat felicior quam Ioannes. Paul was happier than John. Notice, or I'm sorry, Peter, not Paul. Peter was happier than John. Notice, Petrus is in the nominative. Felicior is in the nominative because we have a verb to be. Peter was happier. But now we want to make a comparison. So we use quam, quam Ioannes. Peter was happier than John. Um, and this is uh, an ellipsis, a shortcut to saying, Petrus erat felicior quam Ioannis erat felix. Peter was happier than John was happy. <laughs> uh, but we just use it as uh, comparison and quam. So whatever case the comparand is in, in the first part of the comparison, that's the case that will be on the other side of the qualm. Okay? 
So that's one way of using the, uh, the uh, comparative degree. Now, a second way of doing comparisons in Latin is to use the ablative without qualm. And this is maybe even more common. I don't know about that. 50-50 uh, maybe or maybe a little bit more common than the use of qualm. Take a look on the opposite page, 235, under the heading 143 there, ablative of comparison. Um, in this particular construction, instead of using the qualm, you just use uh, uh, the second uh, thing being compared. The thing being compared is put in the ablative. So the second of the two comparands in a comparison is just put in the ablative, and it does not use quam. So take a look at the sentence. Petrus erat felicior Ioane. Notice, Ioane is in the ablative. This is the ablative of comparison. Now, you can use one or the other, but you don't do both in the same sentence. So you can use the quam over on page 234. Petrus erat felicior quam Ioannes, and use Ioannes, uh, in the nominative there because Peter is in the nominative, or you can use the ablative of comparison, Petrus erat felicior, he was happier, and then Ioanne in the ablative without the quam, that's called the ablative of comparison. Either way means exactly the same thing. Okay? So um, that's how the comparison is used. Now with the uh, superlative, you will often see uh, uh, the superlative is something like Peter was the happiest of all. And you can see that in example on the bottom of page 234 right above the box. Look at the bold-faced print. Petrus erat felicissimus omnium apostolorum. Peter was the happiest of all the apostles. Uh, it's basically a partitive genitive that follows that, the happiest of all the apostles. You don't always see that, but you can. So remember that um, uh, these, the comparative degree of adjectives can be translated like we do in English with an er suffix, happier. It can also be more happy or more fortunate. You know, in English, with uh, a word that has three or more syllables, we don't say er. We don't say fortunate-er, do we? We say more fortunate. Um, so uh, Latin can translate, in Latin, you can translate a comparative with the word more. You can also use to, T-O-O, -O, uh, he was too happy, or rather happy, you can say. And for the superlative, est, uh, and we don't say fortunate-est in English, we say most fortunate. So you can say most fortunate or you can say very fortunate for the translations. And remember with the comparison, you can use the qualm. And if you use the qualm, whatever the first comparand is, the second will be in that case, right? Cases will match. Or you can use the ablative of comparison. The second thing being compared will go in the ablative without the qualm. Now, there's one more use of a new ablative that we often see with a comparative degree, and that is the ablative of degree of difference. Take a look at uh, your 
uh, grammar note on section 144 there at the bottom of page 235, the ablative of degree of difference. Um, an ablative of a noun or a neuter adjective indicating some measurement or intensity may, may accompany an adjective in the comparative or superlative degree. It's more common, certainly, in the comparative degree. Take a look at the example. Heik mensa est pede altior quam illa. This table is, now forget pede for a minute, altior. Altus means high, higher. It's higher quam illa than that one, referring to another table, illa mensa. So this table is higher than that one. But it's higher ablative, notice pede is in the ablative, pes pedis means foot, by a foot, by, by a foot. So it's the degree of difference that it's higher. Get it? That's why it's called the ablative of degree of difference. This table is higher by a foot than that one. Okay? That's called the ablative of degree of difference. Here's a much more common kind of expression using the ablative of degree of difference. Petrus erat multo felicior quam Ioannis. The basic sentence would say, Peter was happier than John, but we have that multo, ablative, neuter, right? Uh, here, he was happier by much than John, okay? He was happier by much. We would translate, or we would just translate it or say it in English. Peter was much happier than John. But, ablative, or, but Latin does it with an ablative of degree of difference. Peter was happier by much than John. And um, here we have an example at the bottom with the superlative. I said, As I said, we don't see it so often with the superlative. Much more common with the comparative. But at any rate, look, take a look at this one. That day, illa dies erat multo mestissima omnium. That day was the saddest of all maestissima omnium, by much, multo, ablative of degree of difference. Uh, we would say that day was much, by very much, very much the saddest of all. Or we can say, as it says, that day was much the saddest of all, or by much. In Latin, literally, uh, that day was the saddest of all, by much. The ablative of degree of difference. Uh, you'll recognize it because it will be in close proximity to a comparative or sometimes a superlative adjective, and it will be emphasizing the degree of difference. So this is a very uh, compact and rather simple lesson. That's, that's the uh, extent of uh, all of the grammar. Uh, sometimes Collins shocks us because in one unit he will jam three or four or five or six new pieces of grammar into a unit and others uh, like this one, uh, just basically uh, emphasizing or centering in on the comparison of adjectives, the comparative and superlative degrees, and the uh, things that are issue from the comparison, uh, comparisons of adjectives, uh, uh, the, namely the uh, use of qualm, or the ablative of comparison, or the ablative of degree of difference. So that's pretty straightforward, and that's really all there is to it. Um, the craziest part of it is, uh, just like in English, as I said, or in all languages, 
the very many of the most regular adjectives that we use, or the most common, I should say, adjectives that we use are the irregulars. So uh, good and bad and great and much. These adjectives, just like in English, they're going to be irregular. In Latin, you need to sort of commit those to memory. So I would read over and uh, continue to study and emphasize uh, the irregular degree, the the irregular uh, comparisons on page 233 and 234. Read those over several times so that you will recognize them when you see them in a sentence. Uh, as for the regular adjectives, most others, very simple formation, just in review, I-O-R, I-U-S in the comparative degree, and isimus a-um in the superlative degree, with a few exceptions of the E-R adjectives that end in rimus a-um, and the L-I-S adjectives and ending in limus a-um. There you have it. You'll certainly recognize the superlative degrees quite simply uh, when you see them. So that is your full grammar for Unit 27. Uh, As usual, on page 236, you have a very full list of vocabulary. I know that that's probably the major difficulty for you at this point, is trying to uh, harness that vocabulary that Collins includes in each of these units because you have, oh, 10 or more than 10, usually 20 or more words, uh, and the, uh, the multiplication uh, simply of the number of vocabulary words is difficult to continue uh, to grasp when you, uh, you know, don't have uh, a long and extensive uh, experience with the language. So work on those vocabulary and always take a look at the vocabulary notes. He always con- uh, contains a few interesting things, uh, like the word, uh, as he talks about there on page 237, eat and ayunt. They are present tense forms, but they are often used to represent a past tense. It can mean he says, he said, they say, they said. So uh, that's an interesting uh, note. Um, and for our homework, uh, since this is a relatively straightforward unit with not much grammatical uh, content, we will dive in and do a lot of our sentences. Uh, for your homework, I'd like you to do drills number one on comparative and superlative adjectives. Um, this will give you a lot of practice in the use of the comparatives and superlatives, okay? And then for our exercise sentences, please take down these numbers or circle them in your book. Uh, As I said, we're not going to simply do the evens and the odds anymore. I'm going to pick out specific sentences. So please circle these sentences or write the the numbers down. Here, Here we go. Ready? Number one, number four, number seven, number 10, number 11, number 13, 16, 17, 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 31, 34, 35, 41. Let me go over those one more time. 1, 4, 7, 10, 11, 13, 16, 17, 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 
31, 34, 35, 41. You notice that we're, um, we're skipping many this time um, because I want us also to do reading number one, which is quite lengthy. Uh, that's worth oh, several, four, five, six sentences there. Reading number one, the marriage feast at Cana on page 241. Um, that will be a good reading. Uh, the miracle at Cana the changing of uh, water into wine from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 2. So um, that's your homework. Uh, the, the drills, the sentences that uh, under exercises that I enunciated for you, and then reading number one. I think that um, these comparative and superlative adjectives will not present for you much of a problem at all. Um, but there are a lot of good practice sentences in which they are used, and we'll dig into those next time. So with that, uh, we've completed Unit 27. And as always, I urge you, if you have questions, problems, anything uh, having to do with Latin, uh, please drop me an email. I'll be glad to answer any questions you have. Uh, as usual, sometime during midweek, we will post another audio recording uh, going over our homework exercises. So until that time, have a wonderful day, take care, and goodbye.